overcoming a poverty mentality. Overcoming a poverty mentality. It's like naging option ito ng ating pinag-usapan ng isang Wednesday where we talk about when, God, when someone prospers ahead of you. Because sometimes nakikita natin yun. And, you know, uh, being in an imperfect world where the enemies of the gospel are at work, they are constantly working against us. So we might have false thinking. So that we might have wrong thinking. We might develop stinking thinking. Okay? Because our wrong thinking will become wrong beliefs. And wrong beliefs will lead to wrong actions. And that's the reason why they learn the I believe this is like something that came from there. And we would like to be able to overcome that. Overcoming a poverty mentality. And if you have your Bible with you, the foundation verse nothing is found in 3 John verse 2. It's only one chapter, so. 3 John verse 2 says here, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in heaven. Just as your soul prospers. Okay? John, this is uh, from, from St. John, the beloved one of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And Sabina in the first epistle, if we ask anything from the Lord that is according to his will, okay, he will hear us. And whatever we ask, we have it. It's according to his will. Then that prayer is as good as answer. Amen. That's what he said. And now he's, he prays here. I pray he will not ask this if this is not the will of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? He will not ask this if what he's asking for is against the will of God. But he wanted to know. Okay, somebody I pray, I ask that you may prosper in all things. If that's not in the will of God, he will not ask this. Okay? So he says, I pray that you may prosper in all things. This covers everything. Prospering spiritually, prospering emotionally, be healed of emotional wounds, overcoming that, be able to forgive, going through all of these things. Okay, prospering uh, financially and in everything. Uh, I'm not saying you'll be the next world's most uh, richest millionaire. No, that's not the point of that. But basically, being having financial freedom, being having freedom from lack. And all of these things. So that's part of the prayer here. I pray that you may prosper in how many things? All things. And be in health. Okay? Be in health. So, okay? And be in health. But then he said, just as. Okay? Just as your soul. Prospers. So, in other words, he that this will only happen for us when our soul begins to prosper. 
I'm needing to be known. Like I said before, it's been a long, a long time since I thought this. The soul is made up of three components. The mind, the will, and the emotions. Okay? What does it mean for your soul to prosper? Well, when it comes for the emotions, it means we are not controlled by our emotions. Hindi ibig sabihin mo, wala na tayong emotion. But emotions are not the thing that motivate us. Like for example, if somebody did us wrong, ang first emotion natin, magalit, katinan, payback. If someone offends us, the emotion that comes is anger. I'd like to pay back what we did today. Ganito ang ginawa ko sa akin. Ganito rin gagawin sa iyo, gagawin na iyo. You understand what I'm talking If someone says something that insults us, we would like to answer that in an insulting manner also. Okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? But someone who has a soul that's prostrate, even though you're not just doing it emotionally, you don't allow your emotions to control you, but rather you master your emotions. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen? Instead, you Well, the word of God says, I should forgive it. I don't feel like forgiving it, but because God is the one who said, I'll do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? Besides, emotions sometimes can be deceiving. How many of you have ever prayed in your life and it felt like and it felt like God was not answering your prayer? I have. How many of you have ever prayed and it felt like God was not concerned with your prayer? I have. Okay? But I know that that emotion is not true. My emotion does not define reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? Reality is when I ask, He listens. When I go to God in prayer, He's there. Okay? So, uh, a prospering soul is a soul that begins to master its own emotions. emotions but rather you master your emotions. Okay? And then there's the will. Okay? You will not get that as uh, when we make choices in our when we make decisions in our lives. Uh, when, when we when we talk about a prosperous soul, it talks and, and the will is involved, it means that it is self-willed. Okay? That we have a will that is independent of God. A will that says, I don't care if this is what God says. I'm going to do it my way. Do you understand what I'm saying? To have a prosperous soul is to have a will that is surrendered to God. A will that is aligned to the will of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You decide to do something based on what God said, but you have learned from the Word of God, even though this is not what you have been trained to do in the past. Okay? I mean, we grew up in a world where it says, And so you grow up with that kind of, of, of attitude, and so in any kind of decision, you make a choice based on what's going to be beneficial for you first. But then you hear the Word of God, and the Word of God says to you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then 
all these things will be added to you. So now, instead of putting yourself first, you put God first. You make a choice based on and what will reach the Lord. And you align your will to that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen for what? I just heard from the paper that you know, I mean, Peter's council will be done in a different place. And it's a place that I really don't want to go to. Do you understand what I'm saying? But that's where it's going to be done. I can think of excuses why I should not be there. But I have to pour my will to God and say, God, if that's where you want to go, I'll go there. But if I don't know what? A will, a prosperous soul has a will that is in line to the will of God. Okay? And then there's the mind. Okay? This is the background. Okay? Because the enemy will like to push thoughts in our minds. He's the one, whenever you are faced with a situation where you have to make a choice, the, the devil, the king of the darkness, tries to put in the choices there. I mean, how can you the garden of Eden? And when he was there, saying that the same is controlled by Satan. And uh, he said to Eve, why, why don't you eat from that tree? Eve said, well, the Lord told us not to take from that. Did he really say that? Was he trying to prevent something good? from happening in your life. Already the injection of doubts. He was trying to inject doubts in Eve's mind that God was keeping something from them. He was trying to inject in Eve's mind that God is not really a good friend. But I'm your friend. I know he's sacred. He's trying to keep this from you, but I am your real friend. And if you follow me, you will become uh, like God. Do you understand what I'm saying? He tries to inject those things. He tries to question the faithfulness of God. He tries to make you doubt the love of God. He tries to make you uh, disbelieve the word of God by putting things in. The mind is the battleground. According to uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, as we know, we are casting down imaginations. Every thought that rises against the knowledge of God. The thoughts that the enemy tries to put in our minds are thoughts that are against the Word of God. And it's up to us to believe, to accept whatever thought is there. The enemy will tell you in your mind, okay, you can't do this. You don't have the talent. You do not have the skill. You do not have the education. You do not have what it takes to do this. But God is saying, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's your choice. Which one do you believe? Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? The devil will put in your mind. If you give, if you give, if you give, if you give, shall I not this But God is saying, if you give, it shall be given back to you. It's up to you. Amen. When someone offends you, the devil puts in your mind, deeper in the end, God can't go out of it. As to say, okay? But God says, forgive. 
do not declare evil for evil, but declare good for evil. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? So, a prosperous soul, your mind is renewed to the Word of God. And that's the reason why we come and we listen to these teachings that, is, that are based on the Word of God. Because every time the Word of God comes forth, if there are strongholds in your mind, if there are things there that should not be there, the Word of God comes in contact with this, and if you accept the Word of God, it will overthrow those strongholds in your mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, what does it mean to have a prosperous soul? To have a prosperous soul is to have a mind that is renewed to the Word of God. To have a will that is aligned to the will of God. To have emotions that you are mastered, not being mastered by your own emotions. But you want to do that. Okay? So he says, I pray to be prospered in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we are not going to nothing, but we seem to be because of this, but we talk about the prospering of the soul. That this is my message for this evening. Spiritual prosperity is more of an attitude than a financial status. Spiritual prosperity is more of an attitude than a financial status. There are people that have gotten some big money, like some of the boxers in the past. Many of them have gotten fuckers. So it's not just the money. But I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, no, no, Okay? Only a few of us were able to uh, uh, invest and make good work for their purpose. I remember in the past, uh, it was an emergency. And when the pastor went there, trying to find out what the problem was, uh, the woman says, Yung anakya, is going on a rampant that our Uzi, you're not going to Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, I mean, this guy's rich. Our house big. You, I've been to houses where it's one block. I've been to houses where no one has a kailangan hanapin ng security guard. It's that big. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you would think that they would be happy, right? Now we understand that we are trying to solve a problem here in the Philippines, right? We understand why the poor go into drug problems. They want to escape their reality. They situation so they go into drugs. And for a few moments, a few hours, uh, they're living in a different world. I see that. We understand that, right? Why do the rich also do that? Because I, I, I know some families that are their sons of drug addicts. And you wouldn't understand why they're millionaires. They can go wherever they want to go. They can do whatever they want to do. They can buy whatever they want to buy. So why do they have purpose? Do you understand what I Right? So it's it's not a financial status. It's not whether you have money or you do not have money. It's not whether you have a lot of money and you have a little bit of money. 
uh, spiritual prosperity is more of an attitude. So when we talk about a poverty mentality, we can define uh, a definition. I think it's in there. A poverty mentality is a mindset people have that they will never have enough and that they are always in danger of lack. It is uh, based on fear, it is motivated by fear. It is a mindset, a way of thinking. Okay? A mindset is uh, the way you have learned how to see things. Okay? In, for example, someone who is uh, based on fear, mindset is based on fear, but not the only problem. Ang reality ng mindset na ito pinagdabi ko ay naman kagawa ko sa akin hindi magyari sa akin. But someone who has a mindset of faith, pag nakita ng problema, he sees an opportunity for God to produce himself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So, we need to understand this church. It is a mindset. We just sang the song that the names of God, Jehovah, Giants, one of the names of God. You, you will find this in Genesis 22, verse uh, 8, I think. I'm not sure. But it's there. It's uh, when they went to the mountain and they prepared the sacrifice, the altar, uh, the sticks for the flame, the knife, the, the sacrificial knife was there. And Isaac said to his dad, God, okay, the altar is still there. Okay, and they made sticks. Where's the sacrifice? And Abraham answered, God will provide himself a lamb, a sacrifice. Okay? God will provide himself. That in the Hebrew is Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. You understand what I'm saying? In some translations, it says, the Lord's provision will be seen in your heart. Okay? The name assures us of God's provision for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is one of the names of God. He is not the God who makes us poor. He's not the God who takes things away from us when we get too happy about something. But he's the God who provides for us. Jehovah, Jireh. He's your provider. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, so we need to understand that, church. We, we, despite the fact that he is Jehovah Jehovah, and then we, we sang you know, so he will supply your need. Where do we find that? That's Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It didn't say, and God may or may not supply. It didn't say, and God might supply. No, the subject of God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, despite the fact that there are many promises in the Holy Scriptures like that, then what do you How come not many Christians, not all Christians, are enjoying these things? We can have all kinds of reasons. Well, they don't live in a modern country, they don't live in a progressive country. They were not born rich. Or they didn't have a rich uncle or a rich nino or a rich father. Or uh, these are the Mamas of Sweden. 
We have all kinds of excuses. You understand what I'm saying? The promises of God are true for every Christian. It's not only for the elites. It's not only for people who are living in the U.S., in Europe, or other places. Better look at it from a place like Bangladesh or Afghanistan or the Philippines or uh, accepting that they can't make it. Of course he can. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we need to understand this. How come, despite that, this, those two problems, God justified what he means, he is Jehovah Jana, the Lord of How come there are many Christians who are still struggling with life? It's not because God is not faithful, he is. It's not because God is a respectable person, he's not. He loves us all the same, and his promises are for all. It's because not many are able to receive what God has given. And one of them is having a poverty mentality. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's something we need to uh, overcome, and it can be overcome. Uh, now, what are the signs of a poverty mentality? One, you focus more on what you don't have rather than what you have. You focus more on what you don't have. If you want to be the ordinary of God, and this gives rise to complaining and murmuring. This gives rise to uh, comparing yourself with another person. Okay? The problem is when you begin to murmur and when you begin to complain, you begin to focus on your problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? The more you focus on your problems, the more power you give your problems to focus. The more you make the powers of your prison stronger. You understand what I'm saying? It gives rise to complain, it gives rise to murder. Because you focus more on what you don't have instead of focusing on what you have. Another sign, we'll come up with solutions later. Okay? See, when you focus on your problem, when you complain, when you murder, you focus on your problem, and when you focus on your problem, it tends to reproduce itself. Okay? Second side, you think you can never afford things. You think you can never afford things. There is a story of a rich, miserly woman that the Guinness Book of Records. Okay? She was so rich because of her business expertise. But she developed a poverty mentality that even though she was one of the richest women of her time, she thought and if her son developed some kind of a sickness with the proper medical treatment, she could have saved her son and her son could have continued to walk. Pero masyado siyang patibig that she, even though she could afford 
to buy the best hospital in the Philippines and the anak and the crypto because of Sarasana today. So there are some people who think like that and can't afford things. Uh, they are so controlled with the spirit of poverty, because it is a spirit. They're so controlled with the spirit of lack that even though they have, they think they don't have that they can't afford. They are always obsessed with bills and free stuff. Okay? I mean, these are people who uh, feel that if you have more, this entitles me to be treated by you. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, bagong sapatos, bagong damit, libre naman. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? They think in Pando that because God bless you, may lahat ng tribu sila. Or how about galing sa abroad? Hindi na naman kapamilya, tulog ka, gusto mo rin makingahalin mo sa atawan. Ayaw mo nang tibigin sa pamilya niyo. If God wants a master gift for you, why? If He doesn't, praise God, He's not your source. Because a person like this, ang isip niya, lagi siyang kawawan na. Kaya ka nakukuha agad ako. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hello? This is a power of human life. That the person like this is changing. Bakit ako mag-tingit siya? Meron na yan. Service charge. They go back to blessings, and because of that, they forget the blessings of God after they fall. Are you getting it? Third sign, if you have a problem mentality, you think you are the victim of circumstances. And yet, Madira, the Manakaya Madira, Nibali, Pinakaya, who's a Mamaya. Eh, pinagalak tayo ng Pilipinas eh. Ito mga mga pinapanganak sa iyo eh. Ito mga pinapanganak dito sa ano. Kailangan, kapag abon ako, baka hindi na ako. Are you getting it? This is a kind of poverty thinking. You feel trapped and cornered by your circumstances. You think there is no way out. And because of this, you are always blaming something or somebody. Kasi yung gobyerno natin, kasi yung presidente na natin, kasi yung presidente hindi na natin, eh kasi si ganito, eh kasi si ganito, kasi traffic, kasi ganito, kasi ganito. Lahat na lang, kasalanan ang lahat. Hindi mo kasalanan, you are a victim, that's what you can do. A person who is given to a poverty mentality has a victim mentality. Kawawa ka natin. The only party that that person enjoys is a pity party. You invite me to a real party where the food is rich and marami and you can come and eat anything. Kumakain na siya, pero hindi niya niya enjoy dinner. Huwag niyo sa dahil naman sa dahil. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? This is poverty mentality. Number four. 
You think things will never change. Okay? You think things will never change. You you low na lolo, you feel trapped. Okay? So you need to understand that now, it's like you are quitting even before you start. Okay? If you think that you are a failure, and you'll always be a failure, then why bother caring? Why do they even go to church and listen to teaching like this? Okay? Why go to a prayer meeting? Why not? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a problem you can tell the fifth thing. You have a bad attitude towards people who are prospering and are successful. You have a bad attitude towards people who are prospering and are successful. So I think as I one of the things we need to overcome is a crowd mentality. With that, when a crowd begins to rise up, another crowd who sees the mindset of people begin to pull them down. Okay? We don't want to we don't want to succeed. It gives rise to jealousy. You become bitter towards them. You think there's something wrong with them because they are succeeding. You think maybe they're cheating. Someone with a poverty mentality, it's okay to cheat. Or steal. Because they're innocent. Are you getting this? So, how do we overcome this? Well, we go back to the Word of God. These kinds of thinking are developed from the pits of heaven. And what the devil wants you to do is to take this thinking and think that your lifestyle may become strongholds in your life. But they become strongholds in your life and he's able to build a prison around you which will prevent the blessings of God from coming to you. And the only way to break this is by the word of God. The word of God is the sword that is able to break down. Okay, so you will not have nothing. You will not remember. You focus more on what you don't have. Well, so you don't have to look the word of God. Be thankful to God at all times. Be thankful to God. Okay, we'll go to a couple of scriptures here. Uh, Psalms 103. Okay, Psalms 103. Okay, verse. One and two. Psalms 103, verse 1 and 2. One and two. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord. That is thanking the Lord of God. 
Why do you thank the Lord of God? Because you are focusing more on the blessings of God rather than what you don't have. Uh, count your blessings, not your burdens. Okay? Last, uh, we just conducted a, a, a funeral service here on Monday. We can give thanks to God when it's a birthday. We can give thanks to God when it's an anniversary. But we can give thanks to God when it's a happy occasion. However, we're burying someone whom we love, whom we will never see at this point, whom we will miss. What can we be thankful for? We can be thankful to God. One, He is in the hands of Jesus. He's in better hands. Two, that person is not suffering anymore. Three, one day we need a time for it. But you can't get those things without focusing on the Word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. So, somebody know, uh, bless the Lord. Forget not the blessings of God. That means always remember what God has done for you, what God is doing for you. Testimonies help us to remember. When someone shares his testimony, how many have ever had it with you? Can you give me one thing you may How many of you ever experienced that? See, the Spirit of God begins to move when someone gave their testimony. The people that person wanted to go with Jesus, it's how many Jesus know. You go to the ten leaders. Tell them what the Lord has done for you. Tell them your testimony. It's a ministry by itself. We're going to stop outside. Okay? So, focus more on the blessings of God, on what you have in God, more than what you do not have. You see, later on, as you focus on the blessings of God, the things that you don't have, either you will lose interest in them or God will really supply them later on. Okay? So, your second problem now, right? You think you can never afford things. Well, second solution to that is simple. Look to God as your source of abundant supply. Look to God as a source, as your source of abundant supply. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You are in Christ. So you reach the Lord and the Lord. And he was supplying from his abundance, not from the back of this world. And my God will supply. He is your source. I thought my job was my source. No, your job is a channel through which the blessing of God comes to If you lose your job, then God can use another means by which to bring the blessings to you. He is your source. Okay? Uh, another scripture for this is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 8. And I think uh, I mentioned, you know, my new principal victory. Testimony. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having, not sometimes having, but always having, all sufficiency in all things 
may have an abundance for every good work. What makes this happen? The scriptures of God if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you start giving, it causes the grace of abundance to work in your life. Okay? God is able to make all grace about the Lord. Okay? But you always have it, all sufficient in all things may have an abundance, right? So you become generous. Okay? And you never against you. And you don't make it against others if they start prospering. As a matter of fact, when you see some of your friends prosper ahead of you, you become excited. If God did that for them, God will do it for you. Are you getting this? Okay? And then, um, Galatians 3, 14. Let me ask you, how are you today? I'm not doing anything originally. That was spoken first of who? Who was the first person that God says, I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you. See, you want to see the beginning of the moment. Abraham, that's part of the blessing of Abraham. Well, Galatians 3 14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. See? Because of the Jesus Christ, now the blessing of Abraham, we inherit. I will bless you. That you might become a blessing for us. And this also gives you one of the reasons why God wants to prosper you. Because He wants to use you as a means of bringing His provisions to others. blessing You understand what I'm saying? You become a channel of blessing for God. Alright? Get this. Third problem, something that you think. You're a victim of circumstances. You think circumstances will never change. Well, that's not the way. You think you are a victim because of circumstances. Well, third solution, the word of God says, pray to God. Okay? I guess I'm going to mention this in Philippians 4 6. Do not worry about anything, but by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. That is Philippians 4 6. Now, when you have property and you have a back, then you see the Don't worry about it. Okay, if I'm not going to worry, how am I going to do it? Make your requests make known to God. Make your requests make known to God. Tell me, this is what you need. I need your help, Father. With thanksgiving, Thank you before you see the answer. That's failure. Okay? Remember this. Now, there's a, a, a good story that is buried somewhere in Second Chronicles. Okay? I mean, when I made a decision to read the whole scriptures, this one, the nuggets that I saw there in Second Chronicles, chapter 4. Okay. I mean, this is one of those who both go in scripture with the letter. 
uh, I really had to discipline myself. Really. Some, some parts of this are just facts and numbers. And some are stories which I can enjoy. But Second Chronicles chapter 4, beginning the first time. Where do we find the Jacob story? Jacob changed his circumstances. He did not remain a victim. 
But he went and he went to God. Lord, can you change this? Mine is going on. I've been for as long as I live. Can you change? Make me a blessing, Lord. That's what God did. Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm thinking? Problem number four. You think things will never change? Well, simply like that. Have faith in God. And so in Mark chapter, I look at everything now. With God, all things are possible. Huh? All things are possible with God. So we have to see that in Of course, all things are possible with God. He's God. I don't know what I mean. Someone can tell me, I'm not going to die. Well, remember what Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 23. If you can believe, all things are possible. Not only with God, but for those who dare believe God. You can believe all things are possible to them that believe. That's what Jesus Christ said. Okay. Jesus said it must be true. Otherwise, it would be loyal. And we don't stop loyal. Okay. But we have to see that we can go real. Because somebody is something that's false. Like somebody in Facebook said, I think it's going to hurt for And he claims he's the son of God. I understand that some people will think like that. Dina was a surprise to God. Can you at least there will be false signs and false signs? What I think is surprised about is there are people who are actually believing in La Pinto Plantonia. Yung Bubo. Kaya kanan nangyari. Nagkaalisa. God doesn't make mistakes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So have faith in God. If you think things will never change, then think of what God can do for you because things can change. God was able to take Abraham in his old age, he was old, he was impotent. And Sarah, she was old and she was bad. And from there, it comes in Abraham. You can't do that physically, naturally, scientifically. It goes on everything's involved. But you get God in the picture, there are no boundaries. There are no limitations. There are no impossibilities. How do you get a virgin to give birth to God? Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing is impossible with God. Right. God can do those things, He can change your circumstances. And Jesus Christ says, that's the requirement you have to believe. When some of the blind men came to Jesus says, we want to receive our sight, I'm questioning Jesus is this. Do you believe I can do this? And when they said, yes, Abinia, let it be done to you according to your faith. Okay? That's why it's so important for us to learn the word of God and the truth. Because believing the right things will allow you to walk in a position of power. Believing the wrong things will allow you to walk in a position of a slave. You can either be powerful or pitiful. It's your choice. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? 
Then uh, number five, you have a bad attitude towards those people who are prospering and are succeeding in a new plan. First Corinthians, the love chapter. First Corinthians chapter 13. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 and 7. Love suffers long in this time. God does not envy. God does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not for gold, things so evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Why not? God doesn't think that way. Why would you? I believe that love thinks no evil. It's not good towards them. Maybe they're acting like a jerk towards you. Maybe they make careless comment that offended you. So what? You don't allow your emotions to control you, but you act according to what the will of God says. You don't think bad of them. You don't think evil of them. You believe the best of them. Because that's what God does. The same way that He believes the best of you. Do you see that? The need, the importance of the Word of God. The Word of God says, for all scripture is given by the inspiration of God or by the breath of God. Okay? The same breath that He breathed into Adam that made Adam a living soul. That's the same breath we have here. And every time we read this, every time we meditate on this, every time we walk in this, we hear the teaching of this, we are receiving that breath of God. It's knocking down the deceptions, the lies that have been installed in our lives. It's pulling down the stronghold there. It becomes a soil and cuts the chains of the enemy because you have to change it there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, give more time to the word of God. If you do this, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Even as your soul prospers, you will bring the whole poverty down with you. Amen. Amen.